Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope we got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Stolen away by Poole, cross-court pass. Stops and pops another three. And hit it again. He hit it again. Back-to-back triples for Jordan Poole. Timeout Detroit. Yeah, welcome into Warriors Wrap-In for John Dickinson. I'm Kevin Michael Whitey Gleason. Maybe J.D. knew what was coming this evening, and that's why he decided to check out the Rams and the 49ers. I'm hoping you can tell me tonight what happened to the Warriors. How about this road trip? I've heard all the excuses here. 888-957-9570, Xfinity Mobile text line. Probably hear some more there. But whatever you got, hey, it's early. I'm tired of the excuses. Oh, it's just very early. Yeah, You know, it's the second game of a back-to-back. Oh, no clay tonight. Hey, they're the champions. But that is too bad. Losses in a row, a terrible way to tip off a five-game road trip. Too early to panic? I I don't know if it's a matter of panic, but it's certainly a matter of concern because clearly the Warriors right now, they have some problems, they have some issues, they have some questions, and they really don't know what the answers are. Now, there's an awful lot of time left in the season, of course, to figure that out, but right now they look a little struggling, uh, desperate, like Steve Kerr's not quite sure uh, how to pull out of this. 888 uh, if it's too early to worry, if it's too early to be concerned, okay, what's wrong then, and how do the Warriors fix it? Okay, you tell me. If it's too early to really be concerned, fine. Then you tell me what is the problem and how do the Warriors fix it? Because right now, the Warriors are a bad defensive team. They're a bad defensive team that takes a lot of threes and doesn't make a lot of threes, and that's a bad combination. I will tell you one good thing here. Uh, about what happened with the Warriors tonight. Uh, And I apologize if I sound like I'm a little harsh on them. I did not expect to be talking about a a 128-114 to loss to the Pistons tonight right after the loss in Charlotte last night. But one good thing that did happen tonight, Jordan Poole, who was playing hurt, I figured after we heard that he had a sprained ankle, I figured we may not see much of Jordan Poole at all tonight. Why would we? Obviously, he was healthy enough to go. Taped him up. He plays, and he played well. Jordan Poole, on a bad ankle, scored 30, hit 10 of 21 shots, 5 of 13, had that little pool party going in the third quarter. He almost single-handedly pulled the Warriors back from the brink 
in that third quarter. And what's great about that is that we shouldn't be surprised that Jordan Poole shot the ball well, but I think we actually saw him become a leader tonight. He's not just a young guy showing that he belongs. He's not just a young guy who showed that, hey, I've earned the big deal. Playing hurt, bringing the Warriors back in that third quarter, I thought Jordan Poole became a leader for the Warriors tonight. Obviously, they're going to need more of that going forward. Um, But despite that, the Warriors right now struggling. Um, (laughs) They've lost two in a row with the Miami Heat coming up. The road trip, of course, continues. They play Miami Tuesday. They're at Orlando Thursday. Then they're at New Orleans on Friday. New Orleans with a big win over the Clippers. So 888-957-9570. The Xfinity mobile text line as well. Give us a call. Give us a text. Am I wrong? Am I overreacting? If I am, then please tell me, hey, it's okay. This is what's wrong, and this is the fix. Let's tip it off with, let's see, we got D joining us from Washington, D.C. on 95.7 The Game. D, thanks for checking in. What do you got tonight? Hey, how you doing, man? Good. This is this is too far your, your favorite thing. Uh-huh. I'm calling to let you know that um, – the problem with the Warriors, man, is the defense. They're missing GP2 badly. Wow. They need to deploy Wiggins as a full-court pressure type of guy because letting, letting the, 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 the opposing team to just run around and bring the ball up without any, 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 any walls to stop them from, from, from shooting the ball is, is, not, is not productive. It's, it's definitely playing with fire. Warriors are scoring enough points. All right, thank you, D. I appreciate that. That's a great point. I've said for years that the worst success starts with the defense. Then you get into the issue of, well, okay, but they're a great offensive team. And when you're a great offensive team, it makes it easier to play defense. I agree with D. And who better to talk about the importance of defense than D? Appreciate that. Right now, the Warriors are not getting any traction defensively. Tonight, the Pistons. The Pistons are a really good young team good young team and I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch but you look at the offensive numbers that they've put up so far this year we talked about it on uh, Warriors Live and then you look at what they did tonight hit 48.2% of their shots hit 14 of 33 three-pointers the Warriors aren't getting the traction defensively I know Steve Kerr we're going to hear Steve Kerr's post-game comments in just a moment maybe he can explain what's going on Steve Kerr has talked a lot about how the Warriors need to defend without fouling that makes sense, but there's also this. Last year, the Warriors were one of the top teams in fouls committed. I think they were fourth in the league in most fouls committed. So that's kind of their nature. But when you can't defend, uh, then it makes it harder to score. They're having problems at both ends of the floor, which is really a concern right now. Steve Kerr, as I mentioned, will hear his comments. He did say something that I'll just address quickly, then we'll hear all his comments coming up here on uh, Warriors Wrap. Steve Kerr said there's a lack of ball movement that is really a concern right now. That's bad because that's the very essence of Warrior basketball. The Warriors are built on, especially offensively, they're built on player movement and ball movement. And if they're having an issue with that, some of that could be fatigue. But to me, it speaks to the fact that some of the younger guys that they're working into the rotation are struggling with that aspect of it. If the young players don't learn to do that, the Warriors have much bigger problems. I thought Kuminga, by the way, played pretty well tonight. He fumbled a, an easy 
dunk on an inbounds play, and he looked like he was maybe trying a little too hard, but I thought he had a few moments, and clearly he's trying to uh, assimilate into the Warriors system. Wiseman also had some moments tonight, but I agree with Dee's point. The biggest problem for the Warriors right now, they're not getting any traction at the defensive end, and when you're on the road and you're not defending, you got virtually no chance. 888-957-9570. Let's talk to Tim in Raleigh on 95.7 The Game. Tim, you're on Warriors Wrap. What do you think is the problem, and how do the Warriors fix it? So what's up, brother? I, I think a couple of things. Number one, the team obviously – they haven't adjusted to the fact that they are the hunted now um, and that they are going to get the absolute best shot of every team. You know, you look at the Hornets. The Hornets probably played their best game last night. Yep. The Pistons probably just played their best game. The the, the, the Sacramento Kings, every team that they've played, look at the Denver, the Denver Nuggets. Every team that they've played have played their absolute best game, and the Warriors have not adjusted. This is their fourth time as repeat champions. And it's only about five of them who've been here before. So you combine that, number one, and then you go back to the fact, think about the mental when you think of Draymond, Clay, and Steph. They know, now really think about this, they know that they only played together 11 minutes in the regular season and they still won the championship. They know that, right? So how hard is it for them to get up for this regular season? But the fact is they're going to have to. Because if they don't, they're going to find themselves, you know, I don't think there'll be a play-in, but they will possibly find themselves a five or a six. I think getting to the four seat, they'll be okay. But, you know, it's a lot of mental things going on right here. Yeah, we can add the young guys into this as well. I don't think the young guys are doing anything to hinder anything. Um, We keep, you know, talking about Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody. Yeah, they, they have to continue to grow. But I think there's some things going on here. They're not ready for that punch that's coming to them from other teams. Um, you know, they're rolling into it like it was last year, and it's not last year. These guys are defending champs. And then you have, the, you know, these guys mentally, they know that last year, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. They literally know in their minds they played 11 minutes of regular season basketball together, and then they won a championship. So think about that when you think about the veterans. So we got a couple of things going on here. Um, I, I think they will get this thing together and be about a you know four a four through a six seed. Hey Tim, and then you know. Let, let me ask you this, Tim, if I may. I appreciate your points. Do we still have Tim with us? Yeah, Tim. Here, here's my question. Um, last year, the Warriors got off to that great start, eighteen and two. Maybe they took some teams by surprise. So you're saying that it's night and day right now. Last year. Teams didn't realize how good the Warriors were, and they were able to pile up all those wins. And right now it's just the opposite, and everybody's geared up for them, and everybody's giving them a better effort than they saw from teams early last year? Absolutely, man. Mm. Remember last year they were coming off of an embarrassing yeah. play, a play-in loss. I mean, yep. They were on a mission. You remember Steph at the podium you know, and everything he said. So they were on a mission. So now you come back to it. These guys got number four. Look at Clay. I mean, f- fourth game in, and he's flaunting. I got four rings. I got four rings. I mean, they in their mind, they are four-time champions. This has not happened. I mean, what? Shaq and Kobe didn't even get four together. This hasn't happened since... I mean, Michael and Scotty was the last two we know that got four together. They had two, three piece, but it was just different teams. So this is new. These guys got four rings together. They barely played together in the regular season, and they still won it. Yeah, so but it's Tim, it's a different. Yeah, Tim. Here's the thing: Steph's playing great. Draymond's playing great. We know Clay is really struggling. But if it were all the veterans and they were kind of, eh, 
I'd see your point, but the veterans are playing well, and the team last two nights anyway, they're still getting their asses kicked, and that's what concerns me. I think they're playing well offensively, um, but I, I just don't think that they're ready for the hits that's coming to them. I gotcha. mean, another 120 dropped on them a night. I think they're playing well offensively, but they're not on a rope. They're not on a string defensively. I'm not going to say Garrett Payton would solve all of that. I don't think I don't believe that's the case. I believe God, these guys are coming at them, and even when they get up, they don't they don't they don't put a kill shot on teams. They don't bury a team. They get up, and gotcha. then they kind of take their foot off, and then a team comes right back at them. Thank you, know, you Sam. At, like you said last night, they were 403 and four up by four points. Yeah, in a that's minute. right. That's right. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate that. Uh, that opens a line here, Xfinity Mobile text line, 888-957-9570. Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason in for John Dickinson tonight. Trying to figure out, all right, two bad losses in a row on this road trip. Um, is it just a matter of, you know, it's the Warriors and they're the champs and they got to work some things out now? Or are there reasons to be at least concerned? I'll admit, panic would be ridiculous at this point. But right now, it looks like Steve Kerr is looking for some answers. And before we get answers to the questions, we got to know what the questions are. So that's my question for you. What are the Warrior issues right now? How do they address them? So far we have, well, they're just not defending well. We also have, you know what, they're not prepared here coming out of uh, the ring ceremony. A little bit lackadaisical because they've won. They're coming off a championship, got that championship hangover, and other teams are giving them their best efforts. 888-957-9570. By the way... I don't mean to pile on people here, but we're trying to find out what's wrong. So I did mention Jordan Poole, spectacular. He's becoming a leader. Kaminga had his moments. Steph, of course, was great again uh, tonight. Andrew Wiggins, last couple nights, has not really played well. And he's reminded me of the Andrew Wiggins from last year that we used to wonder, what's wrong with Andrew Wiggins? So Andrew Wiggins had been off to such a great start tonight. They really needed a little something more from Andrew Wiggins tonight, like they got from him last year when they were in Detroit. And Wiggins tonight was 4-15, hit 1-3 beyond the arc. Um, He only had 10 points, and plus-minus, he was a minus 25. So hopefully this is not a developing trend on Andrew Wiggins because we thought last year he proved to us that he was going to be close to, if not the player that he's supposed to be when Cleveland actually took him with the first pick. 888-957-9570. Frank and Berkeley joins us on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Frank, you're on Warriors Rap. What's up? Yes. Uh, my take was that um, the young players, I just want them to be excited to be on the game. And I don't know if it's maybe it's the early of the season, but for some reason we got really young players. I just want them to be happy and just get the energy out there. Maybe because they've been reserved, you know. And again, just just my opinion. I think I'm not panicking enough. The Warriors are still they're still gonna it's gonna gonna break through on this. This is too early, too early to too early to judge. Yeah. All right. I understand that, Frank. I understand that maybe intellectually. So maybe it's just an emotional reaction I'm having right now. But, you know, they, they starting this road trip, you had an opportunity for some wins. And then, you know, the Charlotte lost last night. The Warriors were playing last night against a team that had played the night before. And last night, the Warriors were the team that got tired at the end of the game. Um, that's it's not alarming, but it's uh, a little annoying. And then to follow that up with uh, this loss to the Detroit Pistons, a team that had lost five in a row. Detroit Pistons team that was coming off back-to-back Bad home losses. Well, the last one, anyway, the second of the two to Atlanta was really bad. And today, the Pistons, 
they were the team that was the better team uh, for most of the third quarter. So I don't have the answers. I appreciate your comments here at 888-957-9570. Let's see if Steve Kerr had any answers. This is Steve Kerr in his post-game press conference following the loss to the Pistons tonight. We see kind of a continuation of the same problem that we've been discussing recently, or was there something different? No, it was similar. Um, you know, I, I always talk about the game being connected, and, uh, you know, it just feels like um, we're putting ourselves in some tough spots offensively, and then um, that translates to defense, and and then we're, we're late um, in either in transition or on rotations, and uh, we just can't stop fouling. You know, 38 more free throws tonight. We talk about it every day, but um, something, you know, has to click with our guys. So, but I don't think it's, you know, they're all blatant hacks. I think I think the the, the, the way we're playing is affecting our, our defense. I think it looks like a pickup game out there. So we have to, um, we have to get out and play with a purpose and uh, play with some grit. And, um, you know, and, until... Until we do, you know, we're going to be experiencing games like this where just never quite get get the traction you need to uh, to build momentum. Are you kind of being critical of your offense there, like shot selection? I mean, that's what it sounds. Yeah, like. yeah. I mean, I, I, I both. I mean, our defense is we got to be near the bottom of the league in defensive efficiency right now. So I think it's it's mostly defense, mostly fouling. Um, you know, we've had some tough rebounding nights, but. Um, but I'm seeing a lot of possessions where the ball's not moving and ball movement leads to wide open shots, which leads to everybody being a little bit happier, a little more part of things. And they're, they're, that's where you get some grit, where you create some easy shots, you knock it down, you get back on defense, you get a stop and you build you build a pattern within the game. That's that's what I talk about when, when, I, when I say, you know, play with a purpose. Um, there needs to be a sense as a team, as a group that, Here's what we're trying to do. Uh, we're trying to string together good offensive possessions and then get back defensively, defend without fouling, and do that over and over and over again. But right now, it's just uh, it's just a pickup game. Is that somewhat? And you could say it's like a good thing with your roster, but you know, Wiggins is emerging more. Pool, you know, has become what he's become. Clay wants to get his shots. He's now back. Some of your young guys like to score. I mean, you have a lot of guys who can get their own out there. I mean, does that present the challenges you're talking about? It's great to to have guys who can create a shot, and and uh, you have to have that. Um, but what you have to do as a team is find the balance between you know what's what's the right shot, you know what's a good shot, and um, you know what's a shot that's going to lead to you know maybe a bad uh, bad spell because uh, this these games can change like that you know it's um literally a possession or two and the momentum can swing and uh, you have to be aware of that as a team and that's that's what we have to get to and we will i'm very confident that we'll figure this out but you know we have an interesting mix we've got some vets who just want a title we got some young guys who are anxious to play and we just haven't found our footing we haven't found our identity yet so we'll work at it we're only seven seventh game of the season. At what point do these like issues that we've been talking about become more of like a concern or pressing concern? Well, there's they're a concern right now, and so we address them. You know, each game uh, with with video and with um, practice and walkthroughs, and um, you just you just keep plugging away. How difficult do you think it it is for a young player to you know 
know how to be a, a role player off the bench and you know it needs to be kind of energy and bursts and you know some of the stuff that we've talked about plenty but that young guys usually aren't tasked with doing across this league well young guys in general just have to feel the league i mean you look across the at the other locker room you know these guys have you know four or five first round picks from the last two years really talented guys uh, and they're you know they're working together trying to figure it out and tonight was a great win for them and you know this is all this is all part of it um, in this league. Um, so for us, we have the luxury of having a bunch of vets who can bring these our young guys along. Um, and so in theory, it should be more manageable. And uh, that's why I'm very confident that uh, we'll eventually get where we need to get. Is, is it fair for anyone to expect that this team's identity will be like anything similar to last year's identity? It's a new group. Yeah, it's a new group. We're playing a lot of different people. and. Um, you know, if you um, if you include um, you know Jamichael and and um, Dante or Ty, you're not only introducing you know the three rookies um, or three second year players to a, a rotation, but also two players new to the system and the style. So it, it takes a little time, and um, like I said, we'll get there. I'm very confident of that. But um, our guys need to come together, and they, there needs to be a sense of uh, of purpose, and we're going to figure out what that means. Do you sense a, or do you sense a sense of urgency from from your guys in in figuring this out? Excuse me. Do you sense a sense of urgency from your guys in in figuring it out? Uh, not yet. Later? Not yet, and that's um, that's what we have to address. You played Kaminga nineteen minutes today. What what did you uh, see? Did a good job while he was out there. You know, we uh, we liked um, having his athleticism and size out there. Detroit has a really athletic team, powerful team. And so we wanted to be able to match some of that athleticism. And uh, I thought J.K. played well. So some um, measured but sobering comments from Steve Kerr post game after the Warriors fell to the Pistons in Detroit, 128 to 114 so they start this road trip with consecutive losses and for john dickinson i'm kevin michael whitey gleason this is warriors wrap 888-957-9570 trying to figure out all right what are the warrior problems here how do they address them and steve kerr helped with that to a degree on the text line here by the way from the 415 and put your name on your text so i can give you a proper credit omg stop overthinking it it's only october see i understand that but did you hear steve kerr Steve Kerr talks about a lack of urgency from the veterans that needs to be addressed. Steve Kerr, the coach of the team, the defending champions, he doesn't say, it's only October, good teams go through this. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the team doesn't have an identity right now. He's saying we've got an odd mix, young players, veterans, and we're trying to figure things out, and we don't have an identity. Steve Kerr is saying the offense is uh, not great right now. It's playground basketball. It's like a pickup game, and we have issues with the shot selection. And I think it was Anthony Slater asked him, so that's the bigger issue than the defense? He says, oh, no, the defense is a bigger problem right now. So I understand part of this is a coach who's trying to basically get the attention of his team. Hey, guys, we can't just afford to play this way for so long that all of a sudden, oh, it's too late. I understand that's part of what he's saying. But these are real concerns for the Warriors right now. Um, and you shouldn't be losing back-to-back games like this. 888-957-9570. That's the Xfinity Mobile text line. Shoot me a text. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because I'm not panicked, but I'm definitely concerned. Something doesn't feel right. 
If I'm wrong, let me know why. I will tell you a couple more positives because I don't want to pile. It's been such a wonderful weekend. Uh, I don't want everybody uh, feeling, ah, why are you so down on the Warriors? I don't need that. So a couple positives. I mentioned Jordan Poole already. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole showed that he can become a leader tonight. I think that's something that's been happening for a while. I think we saw it come to fruition tonight. Uh, as the Warriors try to figure out with the younger players, all right, who's going to assume what role? Jordan Poole is showing tonight. I will be, I'm already a leader on this team because he played hurt after turning his ankle last night, and he had 30 points and had a great uh, stretch there in the third quarter. I think Jordan Poole for Halloween is going to dress up as Reggie Miller, or at least he did for a stretch last night. So that's a positive sign. I'm wondering if Jordan Poole may be one of the ones that Coach Kerr is talking about when he talks about shot selection. I don't know, but I did see Jordan Poole <laughs> shoot a one-footed three when he was falling out of bounds tonight in the corner. So I don't know about that. A couple more positives. And I know these are, are not things uh, from players that the Warriors are necessarily banking on, but Ty Jerome. I mentioned Ty Jerome pregame. Say, hey, this guy can shoot a little bit. Ty Jerome tonight had to play a few more minutes than he normally would because there was no clay, and he played 14 minutes. He took two shots, made them both, shot four free throws, and made them all. So we had eight points in 14 minutes. So that's nice to know that maybe you got a player there that when you need him, he's going to be, and I hate to go here, but he's going to be better than, say, a Chioza or, or a Mannion or a Brad Wanamaker. So that's a positive. Also thought Anthony Lamb playing eight and a half minutes tonight, he was very active. He was one for one, so it was nice to see Anthony Lamb, a guy about whom I think some Warrior fans are going, hey, who's that guy? So a couple positives here in a, in a rough night for the Warriors as they fall to the young, hungry Detroit Pistons, 128 to 114. I mentioned that third quarter. We know that the Warriors, oh, third quarter, that's their quarter. And in the third quarter, the Warriors scored 36 tonight. Detroit scored 37. Detroit played with a great deal of confidence, and it was important for the Warriors to get off to a great start. They did score in 37 in that first quarter, but they couldn't sustain it. And the second quarter was a disaster area for the Warriors. Detroit outscored the Warriors in the second quarter, 34-18. to 18. Again, you can, you, it's not hard to find excuses that are pretty legitimate, right? It's not hard to say, you know what, Warriors played last night, so hmm, they were fatigued. But why are the Warriors the team that's always looking fatigued, even on nights like last night when they weren't the team playing the second game of a back-to-back? 888 Let's go to Vallejo, California. My hometown. Talk to Skills on 95-7 the game. Skills, am I overreacting here, or do the Warriors have some some genuine concerns this early in the season? Well, I mean, you, you, you can't help but not be concerned when you're a championship team and you're losing to a team like Detroit that has maybe two NBA-caliber players, proven players on its roster. So, no, you're not overreacting, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so what, what are the problems that you see, and do you have any idea what the solutions might be? Well, I, I have two things I've noticed, and I, I talked about this all off season with friends of mine who are Warriors fans as well. We let one by one guys go who, and I understand why it happened, financial reasons, things like that. When we lose a Peyton and you lose a Porter and a Bielita and everybody else. But you're bringing in guys who are familiar with things. You're bringing in guys who don't know each other. And that may not seem like much when your core is still intact. But obviously, there's something to that. It's not the whole reason why they're struggling, but it's definitely part of it. Um, and then you have a guy like Kaminga, for example. I'm not going to be the latest guy to just ride Kaminga into the ground, but right. he's someone who should 
be better than he is at this point, and he's not. I'm, very, I'm much more impressed with Moody, who was drafted later on, as you know, than Kaminga so far. Moody is a player. He is a guy. I'd like to see him get more minutes. I know that would be a played expense. I love plays. So I really don't want that to happen. But the truth is, Moody might be more valuable in play at this point in time. Um, that's not for me to decide, obviously, but I wouldn't mind seeing him out on the floor for 25, 30 minutes tonight. Skills, thank you. I appreciate your comments. And I'm glad you mentioned Moses Moody, who played a little more guard than we normally see him play tonight with the absence of Clay. And Moody tonight uh, had seven points, three of seven, hit one of four threes. It's a great point you raise about comparing him to Kaminga. Kaminga, by the way, tonight, he didn't look entirely comfortable, but he played hard. And Steve Kerr even said, yeah, he, he, he played with some energy, did some good things tonight. But the big difference between them right now, to Skill's point, is you got Kuminga, and he is still trying, obviously, to find his way in the offense. What do you want me to do? How can I best help this team besides getting out and running the floor in transition? So he's making that effort, and at times tonight it looked, I don't want to say clumsy, but deliberate because it's not he, he's not entirely comfortable with it yet. He's willing. He's just trying to figure it out. Whereas Moody plays with so much confidence. Kaminga has a much higher ceiling than Moody, but Moody is pretty rock solid. Moody understands what needs to be done. Um, and for a player his age, his maturity, I think from the first moment he set foot on an NBA floor, uh, the basketball maturity of Moses Moody has been uh, really incredible. 888-957-9570. Uh, Brett on the Bay Bridge, 95-7 the game. Brett, what's up? going on, brother? Happy Sunday to you. Thank you. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a bad loss to a Detroit Pistons team that's not going to be in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. But, I mean, at the same time, guys, we're seven games in. You know, we're not even a quarter of the season in. And you know Kerr's, temp, uh, you know, teeter-tottering with the lineup and trying to get his guys in where, where they're at. I mean, I'd rather have them, you know, <laughs> taking their lumps at the beginning of the season than at the end of the season. Yeah, but and, last year, you know, Brett, excuse me, Brett, I'm sorry, and I'll let you talk. I apologize for interrupting, but, you know, last year they got off to that great start, 18-2, and two, as you know, and they got off to such a great start that later on when they stumbled because of injuries, um, they, they had that cushion, and they ended up, what, fourth, right, in the West. This year, if you don't get off to a good start, and then, you know, that that's what concerns me. I think last year showed how important it is and how valuable it can be to get off to a really good start. Right now, early, yes, but they're not off to a good start so far. Well, to me, that 18-2 and two start, that, that can be done at any time of the season. Now, if, if it's the middle of the season and they go rattle off 16-4 and four or 17-3, and three, what are we going to say then? Well, they went on a nice run. I mean, yeah, these are teams they should be beating, but, at the, you know, it, it's so early to, you know, diagnose what, what's really going on. I, I, I honestly don't even start making assessments until we're 20 games in, like I said, and we're a quarter of the season, and then we kind of can see what the lineups are uh, developing into. But that's my take. Thanks for taking my call, bud. No, thank you. I appreciate that, and it's a great point. There's a lot of very wise basketball people who will tell you, you got to wait for 20 games. I understand that. I just think it's a little disconcerting, I think may be the word, when you have so many things that don't seem to be connecting yet, and you have Steve Kerr. Again, I realize he's trying to get the attention of his team when he's saying, you know, we got problems at both ends of the floor here. I'm confident we'll figure things out. It sounds like Steve Kerr talking more to his players than to us, his fans. He's really trying to make sure his players understand, you know, this won't, we can't keep doing this. So we'll see what the Warriors are able to do in terms of maybe turning things back around on the rest of the trip. Yeah, they lose to Charlotte. They lose in Detroit tonight. And they got Miami Tuesday. 
Thursday at Orlando. Orlando's a bad team, although Orlando just beat Charlotte, and you know what Charlotte did to the Warriors. And then the Warriors wrap up the road trip Friday. That'll also be the second game of back-to-back against the New Orleans Pelicans. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Sterling, thank you very much. The final score tonight, uh, the Pistons beat the Warriors 128-114. to You've been listening to Warriors Rap, and we've got Fox Sports for you coming up next on 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.